0: The madness, as you know, is like gravity.
1: All it takes is a little push. <laughs> huh?
0: They talking all of this madness Talking all of this madness Talking all, talkin all of this madness They talking all of this Hello everybody and talkin welcome talkin back to the Mat Madness Wrestling Podcast I am your host, Ron Pashery With me this evening is Mr. Sexy Punicana, Then now forever, C.K. Joe Rottermill Love for fetishes <laughs> <laughs> Preptagon Jr. Josh Prepaguina. Your boy, Elroy Yes <laughs> Should we start calling you that or no? Should I leave that for you to say? Yeah. All right. And Mr. Wednesday Night Live, ALO, Aaron Lloyd. Uh, we are here for another edition of Throwback, taking you all the way back to No Mercy, 2000. This was ALO's pick for October. ALO, did you have any specific reason why this was the show you picked, or just the one you wanted to do?
1: Yeah, because we review when we reviewed Summer of Sam 2000. I cannot stop listening to it. I thought it was <laughs> fantastic. All the laughs and the Kurt Angle Stephanie Triple H love <laughs> triangle I really could not stop laughing and I was like well October is the kind of culmination of it so let's finish off the, um, the culmination of this and basically it's kind of been like Kurt Angle appreciation year because we mm-hmm. finally got him back and on this show spoiler alert he wins his first WWE title <laughs> but, but that was the
2: main reason because I plus you so, wanted to see Naked Midian yeah be but, honest
1: yeah. versus Regal oh we'll get to that but that was the main reason I picked this show too Okay, so
0: do you want to uh, let everyone know our rating system for anyone who may not be familiar with it?
1: Yeah, if it's a horrible show, it's a job. If it falls somewhere in the middle, it's a slobber knocker. If it's a fantastic show, it gets a show stop.
0: Okay, so do you want to kick it off? What is your rating for No Mercy 2000?
1: Yeah, um, I'm going to give it a sl- plain slobber knocker. Like, I knew what I was getting out of the show. Like, it's a lot of fun. and. We're following up from in 2000. The fun that we had with that—that's another reason I give it a slower knocker. knocker. Um, the match, most of the matches are pretty solid. The crowd was dead for some of it, and oh, forgot the return of Stone Cold Steve Austin, mm-hmm. and we'll get to, we'll get to that mess. Oh was, yeah,
2: we'll, we'll get all in, <laughs> all up in that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <literally, laughs> that mess. Yeah, that mess. We'll get into we'll get into that later. But yeah, I think everything is pretty solid. And like I said, the whole Credangle, le- the the build from Kurt angle from. Like they kept putting over this was his first year, and he did so much from the year. And that was another reason that I thought it was a nice, to, nice touch, was this basically captivated his entire year.
0: Yeah. Joseph, your rating for No Mercy 2000?
2: I was on the fence a little bit, but uh, I ended up going slobber knocker. Um, I think kind of the last two matches saved it for me. Um, there were some interesting things in there, but the, a lot of these matches I thought were TV-worthy matches, not pay-per-view but, I mean, it, it was fun to watch. It was definitely definitely a stroll down memory lane. <laughs> Always is. Oh, yeah. Well. <laughs> Prep?
3: Yeah, I mean, along the lines with everybody else, I go the same way. Slobber knocker. It wasn't nothing that's going to knock your socks off, but I thought it was really enjoyable as far as the two matches that everybody's pretty much talking about.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go slobber knocker. High moments, like that to me. I tell you guys all the time on Throwback, I never really remember whole shows, like as a whole. I remember like moments from shows, and there were definitely moments in this one, like very worthy of being remembered. I'm
2: sure the Kurt Angle interview kind of kind of knocked it up a scale for you.
0: <laughs> Almost anything Kurt Angle does, especially this era of Kurt Angle, is always incredible for me. Uh, we might as well kick it off with the opening match. The Dudley Boys Invitational Tables Match, uh, very fitting. <laughs> as always, in this era, show opened with Too Cool." <laughs> and you all know how much I love to see them open a show. It never fails to get the crowd hot, never fails to get me laughing and get me invested in what I'm watching. Uh, Alo, how did you think this was as a, a kickoff? For the time... Oh, was... not to cut you off, but the other thing that was great about this was who Too cool opened against.
1: Yes! <laughs> First thing, D-Lo should never not wear a chest protector.
0: <laughs> no, he shouldn't. Never. In
1: my notes. <laughs> really? Legit. White pants, no chest protector. Never. <laughs> question mark, question ne- never, T- never. Team A-Lo? Ne- what is this? Ne- never again. It was so bad. I felt so bad for him when they put him with chest. Like, what is this? Mm-hmm. But, um... It was okay, especially for the time because the ta- tables were over, the delis were over. This was basically because the delis had nothing to do. But it was, it was pretty fun. And throughout the night, this happened a few times on more than one occasion. When I ever I had RTC music, I legit pop at home. Because I legit love them more and Because I've been going back, and after I watched this, I was like, let me look at some of these raws that happened after. And like, I legit pop at home. Like Prep said, I think a um, couple throwbacks ago, how underrated was Stephen Richards on the mic?
2: Oh, unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, he was definitely a master.
0: He I can't was...
3: wait to talk about him.
0: Yeah, so good. <laughs> uh, and one of the things about right to censor, JR said something about, like, they pretend like they care about everybody. Or they pretend like they're trying to make things better for everybody, but they don't actually care about anybody. And that's such a good, like... It's almost a little bit ahead of its time, like, such a good villainous group, because there are so many things like that, like, in our society today. Like, this is not to get political, but, like, if you look at politicians who are pro-life, and then they get a mistress pregnant and they make her get an abortion. Like, that's somebody who's out there preaching one thing but doing another. Or and anything like that it's like there are definitely people that are like that that are saying one thing to your face and doing another thing behind your back and that's kind of what right to censor was like they were portraying themselves like they were good and wholesome but all they were really doing was trying to make things off a contradiction yeah that's basically exactly what it was but a great faction the good father (laughs) that'll always make me laugh uh, I thought it was great to see Raven and Taz get involved yeah, in this match. The, like, when those actions? were the four that? in the ring. Yeah, I, like, couldn't wait to see it. <laughs> uh, two Like, two of the, you know, legendary guys yeah, from ECW. Yeah, some
2: hardcore ECW heads in there, and it's always good to watch them. I mean, they didn't really play out uh, a lot in this match, but...
0: Yeah, one of the big things for me was... I better see a worm in this one. Because <laughs> I think the last two times we got too cool, just cut it, off. it got cut off. And not only did we get a worm, we got the worm under the table. <laughs> you got a worm the, with a bridge. Yeah. I loved it, obviously. thought it was great. Prep your thoughts on this opener. So,
3: to the open of the show, like, this was already getting to the point where, like, wrestling was getting from, like, that really hot stage mm-hmm. to it was just, like, leveling, leveling out. Yeah, And, um... If you look at the crowd, like imagine going to a WWE show now and seeing as many signs as you did at the open of the show. Right. Like, so many signs. And everything was over in this match. And some something else I wanted to point out, how how far have we come from throwing together tag teams? Like, how bad is D Lo and Chaz? So bad. And, then, and they- then now you look at Cesaro and Seamus. Brizongo. Brizongo, yeah. A Team A Love.
1: <laughs> then a month later, they had this thing with Tiger Ali Singh. It was so bad.
0: Like, <laughs> I was not expecting a Tiger Ali Singh yeah, reference on the show. At, the next
1: month at Survivor Series, there's a segment where they can't even get in the building because they weren't on the employee list. And I know they had them in turbans and stuff. It was so bad.
3: Yeah, uh, it was bad. Something else I wanted to point out that I popped for—I mm-hmm. don't know if you noticed—I always forget that when Grandmaster Sexay comes out, like he has the beanie on, mm-hmm. but there's a headband yeah. under with braids attached.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't think there's anything about those two that I have ever <laughs> missed. So good. I, yeah, they're they're one of my Gary Diutolo asked us one time. This was probably last summer, maybe even in the fall last year, if we had any guilty pleasures. And I know the one I threw out there was the man's man, William Regal, because to me I felt like I watched that for a year, and he even said like it was a month. <laughs> felt that's, how, that's how much I loved it, as I felt I watched it for a year. Those guys were definitely a guilty pleasure for me. Like I thoroughly loved them every time I saw them come out, every week on Raw.
1: But is it really a guilty pleasure? A pleasure to look at that's so good. That's I can kind of I a can, guilty
0: pleasure. I consider it a guilty pleasure because I don't know if. Like the, I may I may not be remembering this correctly, but I feel like the quote unquote smart fans at the time didn't necessarily like them as much as I did. But I thought they were great. I mean, a young man, this I mean, would support them when he's
2: watching the pay per view, but he wouldn't go out wearing a Grandmaster Sex A Do rag. I would now. I'll tell you, <laughs> you know, that now. You tell you what,
3: because you don't got to worry about your hair poking out of it. Now. <laughs> That's true.
2: You're you're a wiser man
3: these days. So. <laughs> well,
1: hey, well, hey, I'm t- I'm putting this on the table right now. Bourbon Street. We busted two
0: cool out. <laughs> I'll do it. I sh- will. I will practice my worm for the next five months. Can you cosplay
3: as Roman as two cool?
0: Ooh, well we'll try. I mean Roman has a family tie to like Too cool. Beanie with the braids. He's got chest D- protector. Yeah, that's in his DNA. So that might be Jinko a little muddled.
2: Jeans with the glove. That might be a little muddled.
0: It's under advisement. I'll see if I can figure, we'll out, figure out. out. Under advisement. Uh, right to censor steals the win only to get the match restarted. And then, of course, everything turns out the way it's supposed to with the Dudleys winning their own match. Uh, my favorite tag team of all time, the Dudleys, right up there with uh, the British Bulldogs.
3: Non-cringy Dudleys. Yeah. How good was it to see Bubba Ray say, Devon, get the tables without having to count one, two, three yeah. for everybody to say it? Right. Do you think that's more on the Dudleys or do you think that's more on the crowd? I think that's the Dudleys. Like Bubba feels like he needs the support. He's it's his character's kind of like his Twitter, like <laughs> the way he is on Twitter.
0: I can see that. Yeah, the that, that era of the Dudleys was awesome. Yeah. Love the Dudleys.
3: Devon's like oversell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot how much I loved Devon back then. He was yeah, they
0: were both great.
1: With the shaking? Yeah, like when, <laughs> Like he got electrocuted or
0: something? <laughs> uh, we had Trish, Test, and Albert plotting on the... Still being called the Acolytes. Speaking of popping, At the time. Huh? Speaking of popping, Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. My god <guy> gorilla. <laughs> oh, man.
0: Yeah, we had Rikishi with the sledgehammer backstage waiting for Austin. The big point of contention was like Austin was not there. When was the last time he was actually there?
1: Well, at Backlash 2000... Well... He came back at Unforgiven the, the the month prior, but remember he showed up at Back Backlash 2000 to close up the WWF title. Mm-hmm. But the um, the whole car the car thing that was at Survivor Series 2000. Okay. I mean I mean Survivor Series '99. Yeah,
2: I remember watching in the lead-in that they were showing the the clips of this and kind of threw me back to then. I mean, I remember that whole storyline of Angle getting ran over and then the Big Mister who it was It turned out to be Rikishi. Was he helping the Rock?
1: Yeah, we'll get to. That. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. I can <laughs> never look at Rikishi.
3: Without thinking of the Rock doing, <laughs> calling him a thong wearing fatty.
1: <laughs> oh God! So good. As you should.
0: Did this lead to that... them all in a Hell in a Cell match?
1: Yeah, two months later.
0: Two months later, mm-hmm. uh, we also had the playback of Trish basically setting up APA during the poker game, um, and then APA had attacked Lita, so we got APA with Lita against TNA with Trish. Backstage brawl. Match never even gets started. APA gets completely taken out. Um, Trish sneaks Lita. The Hardys come in to save Lita. I assume a young Alo at this time. How old were you? Like 10? Nine. Nine years old? Drinking a Capri Sun or yes, a Jam? slamming. Crushing, Slammin crushing Capri Sun. Uh, it- Jammers and come to O2. Okay. So we had a couple years yeah. before This is yeah. before you got really hardcore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, you started drinking the hard yeah. Before you went down that <laughs>
2: Before you went down that, that dark road.
0: Yeah. Uh, how excited were you to see the Hardys come out and save Lita?
1: I was. I was really excited. <laughs> and um Lita was looking good. Mhm. But 12 years later I still have a little grudge against her, but I, but I know you do. Yeah. <laughs> Back. Still love you, but I remember. I won't forget.
0: <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say you're holding a grudge. But you definitely haven't buried the hatchet yeah, yet. Not yet. And I, I don't know if you ever will. I, I don't know either. And I think her performance at the um, Mae Young Classic <laughs> may have set her back a couple of years.
1: Yeah. Because <laughs> on one hand, she did the match, but she was with Edge, and I love Edge, but, yeah.
2: So her, her masterful ring announcement didn't bring you back in? No. No. No, it didn't. Um, Her very Booker T-like
3: skills? I feel like we look at Lita with revisionist history like when we were kids or younger we thought god my, my god gorilla <laughs> but I was watching her in this and I'm like man like I get it with the sex appeal mm-hmm. but the face was off to me
2: it's like so, a bad video game she was overshadowed by Trish
1: yeah so all, all so greased up a 10.
2: all greased up and oiled oh. not a 10
1: <laughs> and by the way the next night after we got the first ever inaugural bra and panties match Really? And that's the night that Ivory joined the RTC. Okay.
3: I was going to ask you, Alo, because I, I didn't see Ivory and I was kind of upset about that.
1: Yeah, I, Ivory was the next night.
3: Great. She was a great part yeah. of them. How bad was Trish at this point? Very bad. Like, yes, Alo, she is very bad. Like, she looks great. <laughs> oh, but I'm talking about
0: her performance. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. It was terrible. And like that, to me, that you got to commend her that she came as far as she did. Yeah, I was just gonna say, look at her now,
3: Hall of Famer. Like we look back at her, the same way. Like she was awful at this stage in her career.
0: Yeah, like those kicks as coming down the wrestling. ramp were like cringeworthy. Mm-hmm. Or the leg lift was that a uh, kick? Yeah, that was I, right. yeah. He, kick, using the word "kick" very loosely. I, I was distracted
2: by that. the giant mole rat we call Test. Like I couldn't <laughs> take my eyes off him. Or Lord
0: Tensai. Yeah, who was a great guy, by the way. Matt Bloom, mm-hmm. uh, not a big fan of Philadelphia, I can tell you that. but
1: Oh, and, the night, oh, and um, they became TNA, T-N-A-P-A after this night.
0: Like the next
1: night? Yeah, because APA was out for like a couple months or whatever, mm-hmm. didn't come back to Armageddon. So T-N-A basically took over their whole thing, yeah. and they, they became T-N-A-P-A.
0: Hmm, I don't remember that for some reason. What a gimmick! <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. I think oh. I think you blocked
2: that out on purpose. Right? Pro- Maybe I think there was like a part of you that just doesn't <laughs> want, want to remember. recall that.
0: Yeah, I mean that was a perfect gimmick for those two guys. Like that basically was like that was like the good version of the way the Undertaker became Mark Calloway. Like <laughs> the very opposite. <that>, opposite. Yeah, <laughs> <The> opposite.
3: <laughs> so yeah that I'm... was like
0: Ron Simmons <laughs> and John Bradshaw Layfield, whatever his real name is. Uh, that was them being themselves, and it worked. And they didn't overplay the damn. No, not yet. not yet. Yeah,
2: no. It, that's what I'm saying. We, we it's, would it's, get. It's there. a lot better one. Yeah.
1: Oh, and by the way, TNA was the place AJ Styles came from.
2: Yeah, <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> uh,
1: I was kind
3: of bummed that I didn't get to see the match, though. Big fan of the APA at that time, at
0: that point. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen a match, but or I would have liked to have seen it be. A little more of a brawl that they actually got in some more offense in.
2: Yeah, I mean, you're at a pay per view, you want to see actual
0: matches. These yeah. are things you do leading into the pay per view. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had Edge and Christian with Lillian <laughs> complaining of their food poisoning that they may have gotten from their nuts. <laughs> a, a lot of nuts being involved in that interview and saying that they would be cheering on the Conquistadors. Another thing that I love. I, I,
1: I can't wait. <laughs>
0: Uh, we had Rikishi still waiting for Stone Cold.
1: Well well you you missed the best line edge set. My nuts are better than ever, and I'll pull them out right now. <laughs> he out
0: <laughs> Didn't he ask Lillian if she wanted to try his nuts? Yeah. Yes. Or and then I think he told Christian to hold his nuts at one point. <laughs> yeah, they they did not uh, shy of, away from a lot it of at nutty all. puns. Yeah. Um Jericho versus X Pac in the steel cage. Sweet. Jericho cuts an obviously great promo on X-Pac before the match starts, uh, saying, uh, you know, the Uso's penitentiary has become a thing now. But is this another thing that Chris Jericho got out ahead of? Didn't he call it Y2 Jail? <laughs> like, to me, he, he started that. <laughs> That's where the evolution of the Uso penitentiary started. It's funny, because I was listening to
3: On The Way Here, or er, not On The Way Here, earlier today. Mm-hmm chris jericho with the sing brothers on i don't know a radio show or something yeah, yeah. you know because there are no other right. podcasts. No.
1: something like that
0: <laughs> some kind of weird pirate radio
3: show yeah so i'm listening to him and he's like the sing brothers are putting him over for telling them to do something and they went and did it and it worked out and then chris jericho's like yeah i told this guy to do this and look at him now <laughs> or i told this person to do this and look
0: at him now it's like all right chris we get it <laughs> Yeah, you you don't, invented don't, it. You don't have to sell us on you. Like, we're sold already. He had a long list. Yeah, I'm sure he did. List he always Jericho. does. List Jericho? List <laughs> Jericho? <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, Joey, Jericho, X-Pac in the Steel Cage. I was never a fan of X-Pac in singles matches. Um, I
2: don't know why, but it's, he never did it for me. I just never a Sean Waltman fan. Um, it was okay match because you got Jericho, and they, they had some, some some interesting moments, but overall I wasn't blown away by this match. Yeah, the drop kick
0: on the cage over the door.
1: I will forever cringe and feel that. Because <laughs> that was rough.
0: Yeah, did you like the match, Halo?
1: It wasn't really nothing noteworthy that happened in this match. My main note was that whole cake um, end spot with the cage door. Yeah. And that and X-Pac let the DX thing halfway go.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was just happy to get to see Jericho obviously anytime. I thought it was cool when he went for the walls of
2: Jericho on the top. I mean... Mm. He started to grab the leg, and JR's like, what is he going to do? <laughs> I already knew what he was going to do, but it was fun to watch. Yeah, I do always miss good
0: commentary ah. when we watch these. It, it really helps build the match. It does. Uh, we had a Foley commissioner segment with Rikishi still looking for Austin and Foley, basically saying, like, he wouldn't miss this. He's closer than you think. Kind of a little foreshadowing. I thought it was funny he had his little commissioner's desk with his little little setup, like a teacher's desk almost. Is that the best run as a commissioner anyone's ever had? Yes. Yes. Can anyone top that?
1: No. No. <laughs> Just the fact that he had a different, his office was in the most random place every week was so Just good. tucked
0: away. Yeah, and his, anything he did with Edge and Christian was obviously great. Like, yeah, it, it was, for my money, it does not get any better than that. As far as the commissioner goes.
3: Peak Foley.
0: Yeah. Uh, we had Foley with Val Venus, uh, Steven Richards, and Eddie Guerrero, who just had his, what would have been his 50th birthday yesterday, I believe. Um, Eddie was out of action. We had a Billy Gunn in China interview. I'm, I'm just not the biggest Billy Gunn guy.
3: Man, what, I guess, if you were nine, I was, what, I was nine too, right? I'm guessing,
2: <laughs> yeah. So, that that nine-year-old me, love Billy Gunn.
0: Really? Yeah, I don't know why. Does it hold up for you? Because not he's really. In, because, he's
2: <laughs> an, because he's
0: an ass man? <laughs> no. No,
3: that's not why. I don't know why it stood up for, like, I I loved Billy Gunn.
1: But I love the Outlaws.
0: Me too. So I
1: did love, I love for Billy
0: I loved the old. New Age Outlaws too, it was... I liked the Outlaws. Once they were on their own, I didn't like either one of them anymore. I was, like, immediately done with both of them.
2: I didn't mind Billy Gunn, but Road Dogg wasn't much after, you know, outside of the Outlaws, though.
0: It's kind of like what happened with Enzo and Cass. As soon as they weren't a tag team anymore, I was like, nope, I don't need to watch anything either one of you do. Like, it'll take something to win me over. Um, well, he
1: just came back from injury because, remember, he had, um, he had that shoulder injury. Mm-hmm. The next night after No Way Out, in 2000, they kicked him out of DX.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, Speaking of Billy Gunn, did you ever really listen? I mean, it's amazing what they get away with today that, that they can't get away with on TV nowadays. I mean, just listening to Billy Gunn's theme music, yeah, like the yeah. actual words mm-hmm. to the theme song, like all the, the things
0: he does. I to like an to ass. kick it. I like <laughs> to lick it. I like to stick it. <laughs> yeah, because I'm an ass man. Yeah, would never be able to do that today. Not even close. No, not even on a pay per view would they be able to do that at this. To moment. an upbeat
2: music song too. It wasn't. With...
0: Yeah. Now. Did anyone specifically enjoy this match? I did. You did? So I what, did. what did you like about it?
3: China. <laughs> I was a China guy.
0: Yeah, I think everybody was. This,
3: this, this era of China. China was real good. Vachina? Vachina. <laughs> Especially with Eddie. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. I'm so glad that Eddie interfered in the match because I was going to say there was not enough Eddie in this. No.
1: How about Stevie Rich's promo for the match? Awesome. rectumly obsessed Fred, Mr. <laughs> <Yeah. Ass.
3: laughs> this is great. JR putting over or, or putting down Stephen Richards' White Sox. Always,
0: yeah.
1: always will love that.
0: The other thing, to me, I think maybe my favorite moment of this match was Stephen Richards is, like, wrenching his arm, Billy Gunn's arm, and
1: he's just yelling to the crowd, This is your Mr. Ass! <laughs> 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 um, oh, and um, two weeks later, Stevie Richards will retire the Mr. Ass name. Really? Yeah, and that's where the, the whole the one Billy Gunn thing
0: came. Okay. So that was Mr. Ass did not have much legs left no. after this. No. Eddie Guerrero comes out, hits China with the roses. Deloited. The loaded roses. Led. Yeah. Thought of you. Yeah, my favorite thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sasha's roses. Sasha's rose. I, I love how
2: Billy Gunn had to take the pipe out just to, just to make sure
0: everyone knew. Yeah, as, as if anyone was not sure what just happened. Yeah, I thought it was a fun match. Like I said, right to censor it was great. I, and they really did find a way to pick the best people to be a part of it. I mean, Val Venus and The Godfather. Were there any two better people to put in that position to be, like, hypocritical good guys?
1: Yeah, because also, that worked too. But at the same time... I was like, this is kind of like Vince Russo's, like, characters that he created that I guess kind of, like, had their, that ran their course or whatever, and he mm-hmm. actually found something to do with them. Because those are like, Vince Russo's, like, the three guys that he's, like, synonymous with were Lo Brown, Val Venus, and the Godfather. Yep. Those were, like, his three main, like, character guys. And two of them, they're, they're, they ran their course on their characters, and they put them in the right to center, perfect thing.
0: Yeah, it could, could not have been done any better. And like you said, Stephen Richards, great mouthpiece for that group. Um, yeah, a very... Would you consider them an underrated faction? Like, oh, yeah. Do, you think, do yeah. you think people remember them No. the no. way they should? No. Like, Because I'm even trying to remember if people appreciated them at the time. I don't think so. No, I not think, the way they should.
1: I think they did because they came out when something you wanted happened. I'm, I remember um a few months later in February... Cat was gonna be naked. <laughs> yeah. And they censored it. Here kitty kitty. And like any like even the night the night after, um, with that first ever Brian Payne's match, they came out after the match. Mm-hmm. And that's when Ivy came out. And they were just and Ivory was talking about how this is degrading the women and I'm gonna be here to fight the good fight. <laughs> it's
0: so good. Ivory with the white button yes. shirt buttoned up all the way. All like, the way. Never gets old. Rustling in the skirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all... I mean, dressed borderline like uh, Mormons <laughs> with the black pants and the white shirt. Um, we had Triple H in the dressing room with Stephanie. Uh, she wants to accompany him to the ring, and he's not about it at all. It was the whole thing with Benoit had headbutted her not too long beforehand. Um... And she basically says she has to help Kurt, and Triple H is not happy about this. Alo, how did you feel about Stephanie twilighting with Kurt Angle at this time? wasn't happy. <laughs> you weren't happy I either. Wasn't,
1: no, because Stephanie cost the Triple H an opportunity at the WWF title, so I'm mad at her about that, and now you want to leave your husband to go with him?
0: Yeah. How long did it take you to forgive that?
1: Well, this is, that whole Triple H, um, the whole Kurt Angle-Stephanie thing, that didn't last that long. Because two weeks later she was like they, they played this whole storyline story where she was sick and you didn't see her with Kurt Angle again after that because yeah. um, when he defended the title the next month he wasn't there either mm-hmm. and then with for the bill well when the six-man Hell in a Cell match was announced her and Triple H quote-unquote reconciled or whatever and put their differences aside she was back at his corner
0: and so then he, you he were, never really gave up on it <laughs> and then you were cool with her,
1: again.
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, of course,
2: drink, <laughs> of, of course, drinking drink the juice. Everything was all good.
0: <laughs> drinking the juice. We then cut to Rikishi walking through the tunnels. We get the vignette of the whole thing that happened with Rikishi and Austin. Rikishi ran him over for the Rock. Um, I don't. I don't remember if, if like when that happened. If we had any idea who it was i'm trying no. to remember like how big of a mystery it was
1: well you were older than me so
0: not at first you didn't know who it was
1: no i i even as a kid was I there a time ha- when we thought it was steve blackman no, am i remembering that right the month prior shane showed austin a video showing um blackman running over ken shamrock and said it was steve blackman that's where that came from
0: and he destroyed steve blackman right? yeah
1: he destroyed yeah also destroyed everybody but I, I know you were older than me, so maybe you guys had some different um, conspiracies. But Rikishi was a last person on my mind.
0: Yeah, I, I, that's what I felt like. I was like, I don't like. I feel like that one kind of came out of nowhere. It was definitely out of character for
2: Rikishi at the time, too. So it was kind of more of a surprise than you would imagine when they when they finally revealed it. But at first, you didn't expect Rikishi at all.
0: Yeah. Well, he makes his way out to the ring. He demands for Foley to come out. Like Austin didn't show up. Come out here and uh, announce me the winner. Um, Austin has the truck. He <laughs> beat—I guess what? What is the phrase that Jr. would use? He beat him from pillar to post, <laughs> like a
1: government mule. Yeah, <laughs> <Like> government <laughs> mule. yeah, yeah he, he whips
0: that thing into the arena too. Yeah, he stomped the mud hole in his ass and walked it dry. I think that would—that—that would, that's that, that, a Stone that would be very
2: appropriate. Very appropriate.
0: Yeah, puts him in the back of the, drags him into the back of the truck. Wearing out a crimson in, mask. Yeah. Busted wide open. Drags him out into the lot. And then legitimately is about to run Rikishi over when he hits a police car instead. Where did all these cops come from?
2: Uh, Where hey, did this swarm of cops come when he's about to run over Rikishi? Uh,
0: yeah, I don't know. Just out of nowhere. I don't I don't know. Maybe they were watching the pay-per-view live and they're like, hey, we got to get down there. Someone's going to get killed tonight <laughs> Yeah. if we don't get there? Yeah, we think the rattlesnake is going to kill someone. I don't know. But they got there just in the nick of time. Arrested Austin. Um, so that that was, what, the second no contest of the night? Yes. Like, match not even mm-hmm. starting? And honestly, to me, at this point, this was better than if we got this match. Yeah. Like, I don't know how good the Austin-Rikishi match would have been. <laughs> this was at least, like, high entertainment value.
2: Kind of entertainment. I mean, I, I don't, they kind of missed. I mean, you see people like Roman Reigns. You're supposed to think of them as a threat. The guy who comes out. But, I mean, something about Austin... Just when Rikishi came out, you didn't think Austin was to show up. You hear that glass break, you see the car coming, and you just felt like all hell was going to break loose. Yeah. It's exciting. They can't get that from many wrestlers. And they tried it with Roman Reigns, it didn't work. Yeah. Prep,
0: your thoughts on this whole segment?
2: I love Austin.
3: Like He was so over, and seeing, like, seeing him in any capacity at this point in his career was great. Uh, as far as the match goes... He beat the crap out of Rikishi <laughs> for what, eight to ten minutes. Roughly, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I cringed every chair shot. Yeah, I was uh, like you brutal. watching the match. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I was like you. I, I love like now me. that I've become synonymous with cringing. Yeah, you have the.
2: the I love how Stone Cold before he. Um, Drives Rikishi out to the back. He pop up, pops open a beer, gets behind the wheel,
0: <laughs> then drives out. Maybe that's why they're heading down. King's there. Like, like,
2: you can't do that. Yeah. You can't drink and drive.
0: Maybe that's why the cops were there. They saw him drinking and oh, driving. Said, on that TV. makes perfect sense. So you send a whole SWAT team yes, of cops. Exactly. I think so, that may may have been what happened. My bad. Stone Cold um, Stone Cold did
3: say that he can drive anything, so I'm not surprised that he like just like maneuvered his way through and didn't. Tear down
0: the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I was. Uh,
1: he. I thought he, he was for a minute there. It. He, mm-hmm. it, he but did. He got through.
0: He got through without <laughs> knocking it all over. He did. He did. He did a, a very impressive job. Yeah. Uh, of m- navigating, I guess we'll say. Um, any last thoughts, Alo, on the Austin Rikishi segment?
1: How do you guys feel about this whole story? Before I go.
2: Before I go,
0: I don't bang with the
3: thong wearing fatty. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, I, pro- I liked it at the time, but at this time, so I was 21, had been 21 for a few months. Um, this was when I was very much in my madness era of my life. So pretty much anything that Austin did that was, like, irreverent or, like, badass, I was all over it. So I, I probably wasn't even a good critic at the time. It was just like, oh, Austin's doing it. He's flipping somebody off. He's drinking beer. He's hitting somebody when he's not supposed to. He's going to run somebody over with the car. I love it. So I liked it. But if I was watching it now, I may not have liked it as much as I did then.
1: Okay. So basically this push went nowhere for Rikishi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was nothing basically probably a month or two months later because after this, he would lose to Austin two weeks later in a cage, mm-hmm. and he fought The Rock at Survivor Series in the Armageddon Hell in a Cell Cane. but he won no matches, so this did nothing for him. This is kind of basically to set up the bigger picture, which was tri- Triple H, who orchestrated the whole thing. You see, yeah. you see laugh, Triple H was doing this in 2000, <laughs> and like I said, it's like the most memorable thing that this push different Rikishi was like preps preps line. It's like your thong your big thong wearing fatty. I did it for the Rock. That's the most that's the most memorable <laughs> thing about this whole thing, because it did nothing for Rikishi. He was basically nothing. So thong
0: wearing fatty. Is there any chance that Mickey James calling Alexa Bliss biscuit butt? Oh, we'll get to that. We will get to that <laughs> on the on the the flagship. Uh huh. But is there any chance that? Alexa Bliss is doomed to the same thing <laughs> because the crowd did not hesitate mm-hmm. to go all in on Biscuit Butt.
1: Well, we've, we've been trying to find a way to describe her.
0: <laughs> and and Mickey James did it. Yes, she did. <laughs> Maybe I will start calling her the savvy vet from now on. <laughs> I do like biscuits. <laughs> yeah, I do uh-huh. too. A little extra yeah. butter. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and said so the video package, it did Austin justice because he ran through Raw and smacked yeah. out on a weekly basis trying to find out who ran over him. And another thing is, Austin must have some fantastic attorneys. Cause how many times has he ended up ended up in jail and gotten out and this is what veh vehicular manslaughter? Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> well technically it didn't happen. It was just, just it was just drinking and dri- it was just drinking and driving.
1: Just drinking and driving.
0: Well he had a had a lot of celebrity at this time, <laughs> which is one thing he had on his side. Um, a lot of money in his bank account. He had earned a lot of money Going around the country at this time. So I'm sure he did have a lot of high powered attorneys on retainer at this time in his career. Some Johnny Cochran's and whatnot. Yeah. Four divorces later. Four divorces later. Yeah. He may not, you know, five years later, six years later, maybe he wouldn't have been as successful <laughs> getting out of some of these charges. But at this time, Austin could do anything to anyone, anywhere, and did not suffer any consequences for it.
3: So going through these years, this year's throwbacks, this wasn't this was wasn't my favorite thing that Austin did Uh, it comes far behind when uh
1: god damn Stone Stone Cold Steve Austin
3: (laughs) that is a highlight moment yeah that's probably one of my favorite moments of our reviews this year
1: god damn Stone Cold Steve Austin World Wrestling First (laughs) Champion
0: (laughs) yeah the fact that he had to introduce himself as the champion like you have to know me yeah Austin at this time could do no wrong for me um Prep, Naked Midian and William Regal, any thoughts? I only have one thought. Uh-huh. Okay. Now. It's not, what is this? It was, what is this?
3: <laughs> no, I don't remember Naked Midian too well, but, like, I was, I'm going to admit it, I was fast-forwarding this match. Okay. And I was, like, trying to stop to make sure I didn't miss anything after it. Right. I didn't notice that he was wearing, like, a, a, like a skin-colored thong. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. One thing I
0: did notice, though, while he was wrestling, Confederate flag tattoo. Wow, I did not notice that. Yeah. You know what? Maybe it's good I didn't notice that because that may have taken up 20 minutes of this show of me <laughs> me talking about the Confederate flag. I mean, this was two, the year 2000. True, but we should have been involved enough in 2000 that that shouldn't have been a thing.
3: Talking about naked Midian. Just ruin naked, <laughs> just ruin
0: naked Midian for you? He was already ruined. No. Th- you know what? This definitely outweighs the fanny pack. Naked, naked Midian, <laughs> I
2: believe, is what Eck 2 Fly is going to look like in like 10 years from now. Oh, oh man. Oh, poor Eck.
0: I hope he does. Shots it. fired.
1: <laughs> well, his wife does like fat guys. <laughs> That's true.
0: We, we don't have to mention any names at the moment, but, but that two is fly. true. Yeah, Miss 2 Fly. <laughs> yeah, I was a big fan of the fanny pack, but yeah, this whole Confederate flag tattoo revelation is definitely... uh, Don't let distract you from the match. It's over... Well, I don't know what there really is to say about the match other than William Regal is awesome.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, there's one part where Naked Midian literally made made out with Regal (laughs) in the middle of the
0: ring, and he wasn't too happy about that. Like, William Regal is one of the best in the history of the business at using his face to express things.
1: Yeah, like, the way he said, Naked Midian. (laughs) That's so great.
0: Yeah, like, he's so good at being, like, disgusted... Or like appalled at something. There are not many guys who do that better. But like just even some of the faces he made during the match uh-huh. were incredible.
2: One of the best ones when he went to put on a submission
0: move yeah, to Naked Midian, no he, he just get the face no like. Yeah, well, you know, like was he was so to, like, disgusted. The
1: regal stretch, but he didn't want to do it.
0: Yeah, he just kind of like let go, yeah. like no. Yeah, <laughs> awesome.
1: Yeah, and the best part was in the opening promo, he was like running naked all willy and nilly. <laughs> <laughs> willy <and> nilly.
0: <laughs> well, he does always cite that uh, a lot of his biggest influences were comedians, and I think that he it shows again i I don't know if he's a guy who was appreciated as much as he should have been at the time, obviously, people like he's revered now, like he gets a huge pop anytime he come time he comes out on n x t but at this time i I was always a big regal guy, and I think I mentioned earlier in the show my love for the man's man <laughs> yeah well, regal is great. I thought this match was was fun um Joey, were you? A regal guy at the time.
2: Yeah, I always enjoyed Regal, and I always specifically watched his match closest because I always heard he was the kind of guy that if he wanted to, he could make sure you did nothing in the match.
0: He can kind of, <laughs> he kind of, he kind of
2: own you. feel so, like did he did to your boy
0: Bill? Huh? Like he did to your boy Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Another reason to love William Regal. <laughs> did anyone see the tweet from WWE today about Goldberg being on the Goldbergs? Really. I and love the Goldbergs. Yeah, so Goldberg they,
2: is a great show. Yeah.
0: So if you guys didn't Locally see that based. tweet, you definitely didn't see my tweet that <laughs> replied to it just saying, better that than Raw. <laughs> 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 Goldberg, be on the Goldbergs all you want. Just don't come back to Raw. I don't want him to ruin something else, though, <laughs> that won't. I enjoy. Well, yeah, me neither. But
1: oh, another thing about this match, you guys might not have picked up on this, but I found it was perfect that Midian was still wearing an Undertaker shirt. Mmm, that, uh, that. that He was, I did pick up on that. Because he was remember, he was sired to him in the Ministry of Darkness. He
0: was wearing the American, uh...
1: Yeah, the American Badass one. I thought that was perfect.
0: Yeah, he, he's awesome. This match, for what it was, it was good. Regal was the, the Euro champion at the time. Very fitting title for him to hold. the um, sad thing
1: is, he remembers nothing about it.
0: Yeah, it is a shame. I mean, uh, he's no ALO, but...
1: <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: well, who is? Yeah greatest intercontinental champion of all time well, apparently
1: dlo brown and chaz are european. Oh, european i'm sorry yeah well I, I, if i receive Riggle, he has to sign that D-Lo, Bra- <laughs> dlo
0: brown and chaz are also a that's true chaz oh man does not deserve to be in the same sentence with dlo <laughs> or a uh, we had the angle fake rock interview that was, which so entertaining Fantastic. unbelievable uh, my my favorite uh, other i mean obviously his his expressions of like looking disgusted yes. at uh, these clearly <laughs> fake things that are not really being said are incredible and then at one point he it comes back from the rock he's out like, all right i'll take your word for it you.
1: Like it <laughs> was one part he was like what kind of person are yeah.
0: you <laughs> yeah he he really sold the hell out of it it they did a great job with just it. Just the
2: cutbacks when he was wearing clearly different outfits. So it was clearly different pieces of a of, of tape. So good. So entertaining. And one part at Angle was just like, well, if that's your attitude, yeah, uh, I'm, that's not, the- I'm not going to continue on. He's like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> thank you.
3: My yeah. favorite of all oh, thank time. Thank you, rock.
0: The rock. Is he? Oh, man, yeah. Is that something you kind of came to more recently that you like decided that? Because I feel like. I was might've... battling with, like,
3: between him and Stone Cold. But with all these throwbacks going back to The Rock, like, his interviews, mm-hmm. him, like, talking about himself in the third person all the time. Well, The Rock says, you know, The Rock thinks this, The Rock thinks that. Like,
0: I love it. What what would any of you think? This is not going to happen, but it's been talked about so much. We've never brought it up on the show. What if he did run for president? I'll vote for it can't was be talk- any worse than the president. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking
1: we about this. President?
0: <laughs> I was talking about this to someone at work, and I was like, if he runs, I do not want him to run as, run as Dwayne Johnson. I want him to run as The Rock. Come out for the debate with, like, the Hawaiian shirt unbuttoned, like, the dress pants, the sunglasses. I want him to come out and do, like,
1: finally, The Rock has come back to Denver, or wherever the debate may be. So what do you call, like, his, pres- his presidential address like, promos? The uh, yes. promo.
0: <laughs> yes. promo. I want to see him at the debate, you know, say to to Trump because that's who he'd be running against. Like, what was your name again? It doesn't matter what <laughs> your name is. <laughs> I want him to do all the rock shtick. Like I, we, we might as well at this point. <laughs> you want some pie? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, the, when when Donald Trump comes down to the corner of what was it? Know Your Roll Boulevard, Boulevard and Jabroni, Jabroni Drive. Jabroni. And I want him to do all of his best rock bits. I think we might as well do that well who's who's his vp it 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 doesn't matter wait
2: have
3: you seen the rock on saturday night live right yes my favorite stuff that saturday night live has done in a long time
0: oh yeah he's he's awesome i mean he was an unbelievable wrestler he was a guy who i've talked about this before as well like hated him like everybody else And then when he became so hated and he just kind of was out there to be a jerk all the time, just, like, fell in love with the guy, like, he's awesome, he's hilarious. Then he became the most electrifying man in sports entertainment for real. Then I kind of soured on him because, like, okay, like, I get it, enough is enough. And then he just, like, went on to become, like, the biggest star in the world. Like, you can't take anything away from him. He's been unbelievably successful. He's an unbelievably, like, inspirational guy. Um, He's trying to do, like, a lot of good and try to inspire other people. So I have... He's not on my Rushmore, but I definitely have a level of appreciation for him, like, that's just outside of wrestling. Um, But I think it's cool that you put him as your top guy because I think a lot of people don't want to. Do you... How do you feel because... I think he's still a
3: great promo. Mm-hmm. Like, I went back recently this week. I was watching the promo with him and Triple H. I don't know if it was last year or the year before that, where they were talking about, like, what would happen if they went. Oh, backstage one? Yeah, the oh, backstage. Yeah. Well, they were in Brooklyn or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good. Like, I still get, like, chills watching the Rock cut a promo because, like, he can go from, like, this real serious,
0: like, intense guy to, like, comedy like that. Mm-hmm.
3: It's great.
0: Yeah, there are not many people that have ever been in the business that, like, have what he has. Like, whether it's star quality or just charisma, I don't know. But he is, he's different from everybody else. There's nobody else really like him. I do resent that he covered up the Brahma Bull. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, I didn't forget about it. I, I kind of don't like it either. I get, like he said, it's an evolution or whatever.
3: That was just him trying to be philosophical. Yeah. He was tired
0: of it and wanted to cover it. For a long time, I didn't, like, I just was, like, anti-getting a tattoo. Because I was like, I don't know what I would get that I'll still care about, like, 30 or 40 years from now. And I came to this realization in, like, the last year or so that I was like, I should have been getting tattoos all along. Because who cares if I still liked it 30 years from now? It's like, it's kind of, you could, I could have had, like, the story of my life on me right now. Like, yeah, I'm, I might not like this now, but I loved it you, 20 Maui? years ago. Huh? What are you, Maui? No, but I, I but I, I really think, like, anyone that says that, like, oh, I shouldn't get a tattoo because I might not like it forever, don't worry about it. Don't it, live it's, in regret.
2: Live in yeah, the moment. Yeah, it's,
0: it's symbolic of something that you did love at one time, and it's part of who you are. So.
2: You would look pretty badass with sleeves, though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I'd ever get sleeves.
3: You're Can you just get the tiger... With, like, the leaves, like, Big Show? <laughs> Should I get
0: the uh, Goldberg tribal tattoo? Randy Orton did. I no, <laughs> Wade Barrett did. Yeah, okay, so I won't get that. Uh, we had the Conquistadors with Kevin <laughs> Kelly <Yes. laughs> speaking impeccable Spanish.
1: Yeah, I know more Spanish than the Conquistadors. <laughs>
0: yeah, this was ridiculous and awesome, and anybody who knows my love for silliness knows that I was enjoying every second I of it. I think they
2: knew Spanish. They just didn't want to reveal who they really were.
0: So they dumbed it down. Oh, they dumbed
2: down their Spanish.
0: (laughs) Uh, we then got to I'm
1: I'm honorary Puerto Rican.
0: I know more Spanish than conquistadors. The Hardys.
3: Knowing that those masks were spray painted even funnier. Yeah. Yeah. Edge and Christian talk about it on that whatever they do.
2: Yeah.
0: All the time. Their radio show. Yeah. Um The Hardys versus the Conquistadors for the tag titles, obviously. The Hardys were no longer able to have title shots against the Hardys, so the Conquistadors were about to have their time in the sun. Um, I will always love this whole thing, like El Vagabundo. Yes, yes, <laughs> with Elias Sampson. I know. We, I believe that only happened literally one time. Yeah, but most it was,
3: underrated segment of the year.
0: It was amazing for the seven minutes that it lasted, um, and his like shock when he got the mask removed. Of like now, as if anyone didn't know who he was, um, yeah. This this whole bit will always be hilarious to me. Um, and the Conquistadors obviously <laughs> win the match, become the new tag team champions. Thoughts on this? Who wants to go first, Joey?
2: It was entertaining, like you said, that the whole the whole Conquistadors uh, element. and You knew exactly who they were, no matter how much they played it off. And um, I mean, again. There are always two tag teams that are fun to watch in general. Yeah. I mean, it's a little hard work in the way they do with the masks, I'm sure. But uh, I know one part of them... In, in, in this uh, match, they took off the mask and there was another mask.
0: Which, Unbelievable which moment.
2: Hilarious. Which is just hilarious. When the mask comes off and there's another mask. So it was, it was entertaining to watch.
3: <clears throat> Prep. I always felt like that's how it should be when somebody goes to take a mask off. Like, there's always something else yeah. <laughs> that's under there. But, I mean... The dances that they were doing after they would, like, get over on the team.
0: And I loved how much
1: King was putting over
0: them being Lucha. Yeah, because when they got into the ring, I think Christian rolled. Christian did, like, a somersault.
1: Yeah, and King was like, (laughs) "Oh, Lucha (laughs) Libre. I was dead.
3: Can I just say it's Mm -hmm. great to see, like, Matt Hardy mobile?
0: Yes. It is. (laughs) It forgot how good he Superman. was. Mm-hmm. He was really good. Oh. Like,
3: as good as a character as he, as he has been the last, like, two years, mm-hmm. like, when he was mobile and actually able to do moves, it's really good.
1: Yeah, a There was nothing more perfect than this at the fact that the Conquistadors' name was Uno and Dos.
0: Yeah, the Los <laughs> Conquistadores.
1: Yeah, no, it, each name, one name was Uno, mm-hmm. the other name was Dos. That's
0: perfect. <laughs> or I
3: love that Jerry, the king, <laughs> called them Jose and Hoseby. Yeah.
1: <laughs> And King was putting over how important the Luchador mask was yeah. the entire time. And I, I was upset that the crowd was dead throughout the match because, I don't know, it just the crowd didn't look into anything after, um, after that whole Stone Cold mm-hmm. thing. And like Prep said, the ending to the match with the two, Prep and Joey said, with the ending with the two masks and Matt Hardy's like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. And then I think Christian was dose and so he is the he is the unprettier. Yeah. You know, we had a new type The and, unprettier. And then when they booked it out, I could not stab laughing. And the fact how mad JR was mm-hmm. that they won was perfect. And they even just called
0: him Edging Christian. <laughs> yeah. Like straight up just called him Edging Christian by the end. Um so Alo, you seem to like this now. How did you feel about this then?
1: I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> Not a fan? (laughs) No, because There's a statement later in the show and I'm like, I'm drinking the juice. I'm like, but I can't be Edge and Christian (laughs) because they're here. Oh wait, when they
3: were running out?
1: Yeah. Can't wait to talk about that. I I was like, but wait. (laughs) I'm a nine-year-old kid. I'm like, but wait, what's
0: going on? (laughs) Well, we cut to Austin's truck being towed with the the destroyed cop car on the back of the tow truck. We cut to Triple H watching footage of himself with Benoit. Uh, we see a little bit of the vignette of Benoit just generally being a creep to Stephanie. Um, then we cut to a locker room scene <laughs> with the Conquistadors and Edge and Christian. Edge and Christian saying, we got champagne and we got corona for you guys. Um, and they demand the title shot. The next night, so Alo, you bought this hook, line, and sinker. You were in <laughs> that. This was that they were not the conquistadors because yeah. I've just seen the conquistadors. This is proof that it wasn't Edge and Christian in the yeah. same room at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Really <laughs> 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 That just made me enjoy it so much more. <laughs> I really believed it. I was like, what, boy? <laughs> Who are these guys? So, like, at the time, were you suspecting of them being the Conquistadors or no? Or to you, were they just two totally different guys? Because
1: they didn't really, like, have a bunch of matches. Like, they just, like, randomly showed up. And I I didn't watch this, but I do remember vividly that the Go Home show, there was a um, tag team battle royal. And Edge and Christian weren't in it. And um, the Conquistadors won. That was like the Conquistadors' first actual match, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then Adrian and Christian, they were supposed to be in the delhi's table, invitational too, but the whole food poisoning thing came. Yeah. So I was like, huh. And then the fact that he won't, I'm pretty, I'm like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> but but the next night, it got, got cleared up. It got cleared up because I believe what happened was, I'm not sure if they took out the fake Conquistadors or confronted them and took their outfits, mm-hmm. and then... The Dudleys, I think it was the Dudleys, took out Christian. And then Edge was like, Okay, it's the Conquistadors, right? <laughs> I can take it's myself. Yeah. But the, but when he fought the Conquistadors it was the Hardy's. Right. <laughs> and, and Foley came out and said that I told you guys no more tag team title matches less, since the hard, while the Hardy's are tag team champions. But he but he um bowed that they win the night before so they thought they were still the champs yeah. but they counted the loss on Raw to edge toe <laughs> as a defense and the new tag team champions were Los Conquista Hardys, <laughs> and all was, all was going to the world again yeah <laughs> yeah
0: yeah. just some sometimes that's what it takes
1: and then you'll, you'll love this season even more RTC beats the Hardys to the titles three weeks later
0: <laughs> deserving tag team yes. champions what uh who were the two um Bull and Goodfather okay um We then got to Triple H and Benoit. Since I have made a vow (laughs) to never discuss Benoit on the show anymore, I will allow you guys to discuss it. But I do want to say, like, Triple H gets a lot of heat from a lot of places. I do think he's beloved in a lot of circles as well. He was never, like, this electrifying wrestler or electrifying personality. But he was absolutely perfect in the role that he was. Like, he legitimately, I think, is the best villain that they had for a decade. Like, that whole era, he kind of defined what it is to be a villain in WWE. So, Alo, do you want to kick it off?
1: Yeah, well, I'm glad you started that way. (laughs) Because 2000 was Triple H's best year, hands down. Because they were kind of short... They were shorthanded, in a way, from the top stars. Because Austin was out. and Mm -hmm. Taker was gone. And well, Kane, well, Kane, Kane, well Kane wasn't never really a really top star, but he was kind of in the upper, upper echelon yeah. of the main event. So he wasn't there. He w- he wasn't there for some, some parts of the middle of that year. But Triple H, she proved that he belonged there because everybody always says Austin, Austin and Rock. But when Austin went down, Triple H proved that he can carry this company and actually be on, on the main event stages. He did a few with Rock if, um Foley for the first few months, and then from. March to around June, July. He was with The Rock. So yeah. He did show that he can actually do that, and that's why I always say Triple H will always have the year two thousand. That's like that's the year I fell in love with Triple H mm-hmm. because he showed that he belonged there and he made his he made he, he left his stamp on that year. And I like the real technical aspect of this match because I'm not sure what I was looking for in that video that Stephanie showed him. Did you guys pick up on that? Um, no. Okay.
3: I was trying like. All I like. I didn't hear anything that was, like, and I didn't see anything in the match either that made me. Yeah, think,
1: it was all in the crossface. But I did like the fact that triple. We always say triple. Well, this is this is the whole thing I was thinking too, because a lot of people will say like, I know. Um, Sometimes we get those questions where it's like, who do you prefer, Triple H or John Cena? And I was kind of like comparing them in my head, even though it's mm-hmm. like, this has nothing to do with the situation. Yeah, but. <clears throat> how Triple H, when he started working his, te- his technical style, I was like, okay, well, he can adapt to that, because that's not Triple H. And I was thinking about how Cena can adapt to almost any style as well. Mm-hmm. But since Triple H kind of faded out when the styles changed and they started breaking on the other guys, I'm not sure if Triple H was able would be able to adapt with these guys. I'm sure he could, but You'll never know because he's not full-time in the ring. But I like the fact that he started to match on a technical aspect and was basically out wrestling Chris Benoit, who they kept talking about was the most technical wrestler in the, w- in the WWE.
0: Yeah, I think Triple H, his whole catchphrase for a while was adapt or perish. Mm-hmm. So I believe he could have adapted. And I think also the, the things that were important about him were his psychology and his character was so strong that I think he would have been fine no matter what the styles were. Like He would have found his place uh joe your thoughts on this
2: one yeah it was a really good match fun match to watch like you said he adapted to the techno aspects and i agree with you ron i mean he's the game he could have adapted to anything i mean he he, he was kind of ahead of the curve in, in some of those areas but the match was really good again they had the uh, a lot of exchanges that i liked um the cripple like the um pedigree into the crippler crossface into the pedigree into the kind of kind of exchange was nice um of course, you have Stephanie getting involved again, kind of kind of influencing the match. Um, overall, it was a great match to watch. I, I had fun. Yeah. Match of the night for you? Uh, I'd probably say yes, because, I mean, I was a Benoit fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I always watched every match on the edge of my seat, any match he had. And Triple H was, again, year 2000 was kind of his peak. So, it was great to see these two guys in there and competing it. Yeah. Prep?
3: I think Triple H gets a lot of flack nowadays for his in-ring work, but I think it all depends on how who he was there with. So like, with Benoit, it was always great. Benoit was so physical and so believable. Like when he would try to take Triple H down for the crossface and like just beat at his shoulder, Mm -hmm. like those looked like stiff shots. And like I believe like. Damn, Triple H is really hurt right here mm-hmm. like. But I mean, the shenanigans and stuff, they kind of you know, take <laughs> away from me. Like When it comes when it comes to like this er, that era of wrestling, like even when we get to the main event, like I can, I can only take so many shenanigans.
0: Yeah. Shenanigans. Yeah, I I agree with you. And there was a lot of that during this time. Um Anything, any Halo? You have anything else on Triple H, Benoit?
1: Stephanie looking good.
0: <laughs> so innocent at this time. Yes. My favorite era of Stephanie. One, one of the four is. eyes. This is, this is
2: pre-work, Stephanie.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. This is early on Stephanie. Uh, main event: Kurt Angle versus The Rock in a no DQ. Uh, Kurt and Stephanie were business partners, quote unquote, at this time. Um, she was very involved in this match throughout. It was I don't want to say similar to China, but Alo has made this point before about how you always knew China was there. Like she was always looming over the match. It's kinda of how Stephanie was in this one. Um, Prep, I'll let you kick this one off right after I say this. There was one point where Kurt was tapping to the rock's sharpshooter <laughs> with the, the rest back turned. And I'm sorry, nobody. As much as the glowing things I just said about Dwayne the Rock Johnson about ten minutes ago, nobody tapped nobody to would that. have ever tapped to that, that <laughs> sharpshooter. So you could take it from here. Take that it. Was, and leave it.
3: <laughs> that was in my mental notes. Still the worst sharpshooter. Yeah. So this match, I thought it was good. Um, Kurt Angle is great, but. I'm going to ask you guys a question. I don't know how you guys are going to feel. But we're talking about a lot of like overrated, underrated when it comes to working. Yeah. As a character, I know that The Rock was great. And like the stuff he did in the ring was great. But was he really a great worker? No, he was a great
2: character. Like that. I don't think he was a bad worker though. my No,
3: definitely not a bad worker. I mean, he
2: had one of the best sells uh, of stunners I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Yeah, like, and he he does a lot of stuff that I did like. Like, I always liked his Samoan drop. I always pop for the rock bottom. hmm. But, like, he is my favorite of all time, but it's because of the character.
2: Yeah. Not so much because of the in ring work. I always liked his Spine Buster, too. Mm hmm. Yeah, he really sold us on Spinebuster. He laid into it. hmm.
1: I'll put it this way I don't think, because me and Ron are on record for saying he's a little bit overrated in the ring. But the reason I think that. It's not as overrated, but he had this swagger in the ring, yeah, that even though it might not be the best, it looked really good,
3: yeah. like his strikes, yeah,
1: like we complain Anytime about strikes punch, I because he had so mm-hmm. much swagger in his punches,
3: or slaps, whatever they are, yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> so i I think that's why that a lot that's I think that's why he has like this real swagger how he carries himself in the ring,
0: yeah, everything he did looked good, yeah, I mean yeah. And he might have been the
2: most polished wrestler in the except ring. for the
0: sharpshooter. But mo-
2: most of the matches I would watch, and I'd be into the match because he had enough to draw you in there with his charisma, and again the way he
0: sold. It's entertaining. Yeah, you cared about him, and this is kind of what you said. Like just the way he looked, it's sort of, in like real sports, you have like your kind of glamour teams. Like, I can remember, like, the old-school Cowboys in the 90s when they had Troy Aikman, Emmitt Smith, and Michael Irvin, and they were viewed as, like, this finesse glory team. But they'd get in the playoffs and get into a game that was, like, a fist fight, and they could win those games, too. And, like, The Rock was kind of like that. Like, he was, like, the the finesse guy, like, the glory guy. But when he came down to it, he could win those fist fights too. Like, when he beat Foley in, what what was it, the the last-man-standing match... Did, he beat Foley in that empty arena match too, right? I believe so. Mm-hmm. Like he he had that that aura of like that he was this finesse guy, but like he was also tough. So I think that that's kind of part of what played into him where, yeah, he was not on the, the level of like Shawn Michaels in the ring, but like, yeah, what he did, he was good at doing. He didn't try to do more than what he needed to do except for the sharpshooter. Agreed.
3: Also, I love him rock-bottoming Stephanie.
0: Oh, it was a good good moment in the match. But
3: if we go back to other throwbacks, still not as good as him doing the punches and then throwing (laughs) up the
0: taker bite. (laughs) Oh, that was great. Um, This match had a ton of false finishes, like really close ones, too.
3: Yeah, great. The referee was so good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I specifically put in my notes... Not to say anything about
2: Earl (laughs) Speaking of good referees, we had a uh, what's-his-face referee in one of these matches earlier, too. Didn't Hmm? we? Teddy Long?
1: Was it? I didn't see him. Yeah. I didn't notice. He was a a referee. Was he? I was like, that's Teddy
2: Long. And and then JR said, JR or or King called is like, oh, Teddy's making the call. I don't know if he was ever... GM before this, but
1: no. it was definitely no. Teddy no. Long. No, good eye, Joe. Yeah, good <laughs> eye. I didn't I all, all
3: We can <laughs> announce that we will finally get the face-off between A-Lo and Earl Hebner, November much, 18th. Much anticipated. Much anticipated face-off.
0: <laughs> um, I'm
3: paying for that picture, Alo.
0: <laughs> one of my nitpicks on this match. 18
1: years. Couple nitpicks. 18 years culminating November yeah. 18th.
0: I have one nitpick on this match. When Stephanie threw the belt into the ring for Angle to use, the championship. <laughs> Why was she trying to distract the ref? Like In a
2: it's no DQ, DQ. match. Time
0: out!
1: Time out! That was my note. Earl Hamner, horrible. <laughs> it was so awkward watching him try to keep Stephanie out the ring. Yeah, I will give
0: you that. Like he kick her out. Um, Rikishi ultimately comes down to try to help The Rock.
2: A bloodied, bandaged Rikishi. Yeah, that ultimately. Wearing fatty.
0: Yeah, ultimately, screws The Rock over. Twice. Yeah, he takes an angle slam. Then The Rock takes an Angle Slam. Angle gets the victory, becomes the first man in history to win an Olympic gold medal and a WWF championship. So, a banner night for Angle. I believe he had real tears in his eyes after that match. So, a cool moment. Um, Did you guys think it was a really good match or just like a big moment in WWF history? I
3: enjoyed it, but like I said, the shenanigans kind of take away from me. But it is good to see Angle win his first title. Uh, this year for Matt Madness, it's just been like the year of Angle. Mm-hmm. Like me and you got to see him at the Hall of yeah. Fame and like <laughs> go through all the stuff and kind of like borderline tear up on him like looking back at his career. Yeah, And then we all got to see him at WrestleMania when he came out and we got to chant, You suck. <laughs> which, which, I, which you still love. I, I love it
0: when I first saw it, <laughs> but I hate it now. I know.
3: Like, stop putting your hands up.
0: <laughs> Jeez, they're telling you you suck. Yeah. Any final thoughts on the main event?
1: Yeah. Um. I like how Stephanie was the... She was basically the selling point of this match because with her business business relationship with, with, um, with Kurt. Mm-hmm. And like Prep said, it was, it was a lot going on, but I do like the fact that they kind of like kept that whole Triple H thing going, how he did come down. Tied
2: all the strings together.
1: Yeah, and then Rikishi come down with the Crimson mask, as JR. will always say, and every both times he messed up, and you could just hear him say, "Damn, damn!" I was like, "You big thong wearing fatty, so stupid!" Like, I
0: was
1: like, "What are you doing?"
0: With his bleached hair.
1: Yes. So, with the mask and the the blood in the hair, I was like, "Oh god!" And only Jared could make a sentimental moment feel like crap. <laughs> Come on,
0: he's crying. <laughs> and any any last thoughts on the show as a whole?
2: The show was good. I mean, before I get into that, first I want to let you know I threw up in my mouth a little bit. I got your sports analogy, but you had to use the Dallas Cowboys, didn't you? Yeah, <laughs> I apologize. You, you had to go there. I, just, I, I regurgitated a little bit, <laughs> but it was a solid. It was it was an okay pay per view. There was a lot of matches that could have been on TV, but the um, the final two, and again, the Catusadores was was entertaining. Um, Naked Midian had its moments. Um, I like. Again, he's not a, perhaps not a fan of the shenanigans, but I like how it played into the to the Kurt Angle match, with um you know Triple H said earlier that if something happens to Steffi, he'll be the first one out there yeah to cut it current Angle down. He did that and also, you know, jumped in there and yeah he
0: did that and more and more <laughs> and, and more and
2: more.
0: Um, so overall it was entertaining to watch. It was a throwback for me. Yeah, no, no pun intended. Yeah, Halo, were did this selection hold up as well as you thought it would
1: yeah because i knew i was getting myself into okay i, I was get <laughs> into fun not the best show but i know there's a lot of things we'll pop for and find fun
0: right so in closing uh the november pick is the responsibility of ec to fly eric Trembicki. he is not here with us this evening uh he wants to hold off until he is back on the show in two weeks i believe. To, yes, to, uh, to announce his November selection. It's such a heel thing to do. It is. Uh, we, but this is our first Throwback Madness cliffhanger. <laughs> so we got to wait a couple Dan, weeks. Dan, Dan. <laughs> we got to wait a couple weeks to find out what our November show is. Uh, so you will hear it when we do. Uh, that is the show. So for Mr. Sexy Punakana, then now forever C.K. Kane Joe Rottermill. For Preptagon Jr., Josh Prepaguina. Your boy, Elroy. <laughs> and for Mr. Wednesday Night Live, ALO Aaron Lloyd, I am Ron Pashery. and we will see you next month. Hop on the top rope, about the land with this elbow. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm hand, though. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand This is Superman, it's a summer Slam. Here we go again, fans mocking man Man, I hate my balls, Shut the Vince McMahon It ain't safe the land, off the cell Fans love it, ain't hard to tell Talking madness, awesome, well What I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell